The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending the woman. Well, today we're continuing our six-part series that looks back at purse strings over the last 10 years we've been on the air. That's right, 10 years, hard to believe. Oh my gosh, it just feels like yesterday that we started this show. It is the longest-running marketing to women show still on the air today, and we're so grateful to have so many of you, our fans, still listening after all these years. And some of you have grown up listening to purse strings. I know I have many collegiate listeners out there, and hopefully it's helped you as you've developed your plan for the future and moved into the workplace. I certainly hope so. For those of you who are newer to the show, this series should be putting in perspective how far the world of marketing to women has come in the past decade. And as the old saying goes, we've come a long way, baby. We got a long way to go, but we have come a long way. So 10 years ago, the term digital was being practiced, but the art of digital hasn't yet been discovered. And Um, You know, 10 years ago, if you think about it, so many social platforms were not even available. And I know we've done a show on social and the changing dynamic of social over 10 years, but social and digital go hand in hand. Well, today we're talking specifically about digital and we're really talking about mobile because today when we talk about digital, we cannot parse it away from mobile because so many consumers, that's where you are. You are on mobile all times, all times of the day and all kinds of platforms. So we're talking about paid media, shared social platforms. Uh, We love digital and marketing because it's highly measurable. It also has the ability to be highly targeted. It's the best way for marketers to get to their consumers in so many cases. I mean, there's, there's hardly a person out there in the world today who is not online in some way, shape, or form. It's effective and it's highly efficient. Now, many brands have jumped beyond being fearful of entering into the conversation online to embracing the conversation and leading the conversation. The best brands are leading their category in digital conversations. And it's perhaps the one area that can be seen as the largest growth, the quickest over the past 10 years. It's also an area where I had the good fortune of speaking to luminaries and pioneers in the space over the past decade, many of them women, which I love. There's beginning, what, 10 years ago, there were there were not that many women in the space and now more and more there are women leading digital today. Um, At the time, women in tech were still a bit of an oddity. Uh, Happy to say, of course, that that is not necessarily the case today. So we're going to kick off our uh, throwback show today on digital with my interview with two women rocking the digital world, Terry Walter, who was VP of Emerging Media at Razorfish at the time, and Laura Fortner, SVP of Marketing and Insights for Cafe Mom. This was way back in 2009, and we discussed how marketers were using digital to talk with moms. Can you tell us a little bit about your approach to the study, um, and who is the digital mom you were hoping to get at? Sure. Uh, well, we we wanted to really look at what moms were using emerging technologies for. A lot of our clients 
know that they're in social media, know they're in mobile, know they're on the web, but it's not apparent um, just how much we're not able to get at the quality, the quantity, and the relative impact that those channels are having relative to other channels like television, magazines, etc. We also thought that social media was actually having a much bigger impact than even the tools that we use in our industry were telling us. So um, we wanted to interview moms. Um, in the Razorfish case, we, uh, we did a survey of 1,500 moms in October, um, and we fielded a study um, and we, at, we define digital moms as those moms who were using at least two web or web 2.0 technologies in the last three months. Among those channels, it could have been online video, it could have been RSS, social networks, even DVRs or TiVos. Um, and they also had to have either researched, purchased, or sought advice in one of 12 categories, one of 12 vertical markets like medical or telecommunications or food or clothing. Um, and um, what we found actually was that there are 32 million moms in the U.S. with children who go online, and our study projects out to 84% of that audience. Um, so um, we And we're um, able to... Um, project all of our data out at 90% statistic significance. So, um, you know, there's a, a lot that went into the study, and um, we really value Cafe Moms Insight as well to help us understand social media more deeply. So on the Cafe Moms side of things, you know, we recognize that more than half of the moms online were also in social networks and a fairly new audience segment for the marketers out there to really understand. So the companion study that we did with Razorfish was called Connecting with the Socially Networked Moms. So we did a similar survey. Uh, we reached out to over 1,700 moms who were part of Cafe Mom. It's so a unique survey with some coordinated questions. And then we were able to also layer into our research on that side the actual um, online behaviors from our member database to really validate a lot of the behaviors that they were talking about um, in the survey itself. So lots of interesting insights to come out of that. A lot of women, obviously, between the two-part survey, um, the, the two-part study, you touched a lot of women, a lot of women giving you insight, and that 90% is, is huge. I, I can imagine that when you're sitting down and you're trying to decide um, your approach for this study, you always, you always approach it with the end in mind. What did you want to determine when you began this project? Well, I would say, you know, understanding what technologies moms are using and why, certainly a big part, I think, of the, the razorfish side of things. On the cafe mom side of things, really understanding the impact social media is having on moms' lives. Why are they using it? Um, how is it impacting the other media that they're consuming? And how is it also impacting the information sources that they're trusting when it comes to so many of the purchase decisions that so many moms uh, need to make every week? And we found that moms are really reaching out to a whole new set of people through these emerging technologies, through social networks, as well as through many other platforms. So they're able to now stay in touch with a whole new base of friends that they're able to reach out to regularly for information and advice on shopping matters. And so this is really changing the whole way that moms are being influenced on purchases and how the impact of traditional advertising and media content really on the wane. We also wanted to understand how marketers needed to change what they were doing and how the new consumption patterns of digital moms um, warranted new approaches by marketers. 
Jacqueline, I was, that's exactly what I was going to say, is, is just hearing um, kind of what you want to determine. I would imagine that in this economy, the information that you found is really vital to marketers, especially when it comes to stimulating interest and trial around products, which in this economy, <laughs> you know, people just aren't buying as many things as they used to buy. So I'm sure that's all ever more important today. I would imagine, though, um, you know, you came to this project with a lot of insights um, because this is what you do. This is your area of expertise. But I would imagine, too, that you found some things that did actually surprise you. Can you share what those were? I would say on the cafe mom side, you know, really understanding how much time moms are spending online. Um, you know, moms are so busy with so many different things going on in their lives. But, you know, the average respondent that we talked to spent over 18 and a half hours per week online. That's two to three hours a day, which is a significant investment on behalf of the moms. And then even understanding within that, you know, where are social networks falling in terms of their usage patterns? And again, the average respondent that we had spending over eight hours a day on Cafe Mom, eight hours a week, rather, on Cafe Mom alone. So clearly moms are investing a lot of time in their social network connections. And I think one of the surprising things was that they weren't just socializing when they were there. You know, clearly they were also enjoying chatting, meeting up um, with old friends, finding new friends, but really that information seeking, looking for advice and information um, really was one of the unexpected findings. We saw that 80% of the moms said they actually got great value on um, product information they might, uh, product information through the other moms in their social network. So that was one of the surprising things for us. And I think from the Razorfish side, um, what we saw were that Search engines and email and news sites are normally the channels that are used most and the channels that we spend a lot of media dollars within. But now social networks, text messaging, um, which is SMS, instant messaging, and gaming um, are used by more than 50% of all women, and they're actually used more than news sites. So now you know you have to have these channels within your media diet, within the normal staple of channels that are used in digital marketing. We also saw that there are mainstream channels that aren't used um, as high as by 50% of women, but that are used by at least 25%. Um, and, um, but what surprised us mainly was that um, a lot of the older women, 45 and plus, the older moms, are demonstrating information-seeking behaviors. They're using uh, consumer reviews. They're using uh, online video um, and they're using podcasting more than their younger counterparts, which are 34 and under. The, the younger set is really looking at um, newer technologies and more social technologies like social networks, um, like SMS and mobile. Um, to, um, and some of that activity is actually replacing the activity that, um, that they were using other channels for. Um, so very, a lot of surprises there in terms of different, different habits by age of the mom. Um, we also saw some interesting findings um, when you look at it by the age of the child that the mom has at home. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, you were talking about the age of the mom and that older mom being 45 and older doing some things that online that you, you were a little bit surprised about. But I would imagine it has to do with the fact that they probably have a little bit more time on their hands if they have older children. Is that what you found? Absolutely. Uh, it seems that time is definitely a factor, but the other factor is that their children are online. Moms that, have, um, that are 45 plus are also more likely to have children that are at least 12 years old, and we found that from the ages of 12 to 18, 
Um, children are very active in newer channels, um, like social networks, like blogs, um, that, um, that many could consider to be uh, more open channels of communication. Um, and for children, um, um, channels that are maybe unknown, um, that, that have expectations um, around privacy, etc. Um, so we do find that moms are spending a lot more time um, on social networks, on blogs, um, monitoring their children um, if they have at least a child who's 12 or above. Um, they're also watching more online video and, um, and actually using longer form content, which of course relates back to time. Our look back at some highlights over the past decade on the topic of digital evolution continues after this short break. Her Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. We're going to stick with Laura Fortner. She's the SVP of Marketing and Insights for Cafe Mom, which at the time was the largest online community for moms. And they were doing a ton of research. In fact, I had the CEO of Cafe Mom on the show several times, mainly because of the research they were doing with their communities. This time around, though, Laura is talking about moms and gaming. Do the two mix? Let's listen to Laura. Are there, are there any other reasons that you found there at Cafe Mom that really compel women to kind of get involved with gaming? I mean, do you think in some cases some of these games actually test the mind a little bit? 
Absolutely. I would say that, you know, two other things to consider are, are that level of mental challenge that, that pulls you out of your day-to-day. So something like Latte Land, where you, you're that fantasy entrepreneur running your shop and you have to think about strategy and what equipment do I want to buy and what neighborhood do I want to open up next and what hours will I run my shop, all those dimensions, something very maybe very different from her day-to-day and challenging her in some ways that she might not otherwise um, be. So that, that mental challenge, certainly a, a great motivator. And also just that sense of competition and recognition. Recognition. You know, so many of the games um, that are out there do provide some scoring or leaderboards out there, and really that sense of pride that can come from you know being at the top of the list, or you know even the relationships that may come from that too. As we see um, very frequently on our site um, with a Clorox game that we did even a few months back, you know thousands of moms coming together in these organic groups to swap tips and tricks on how to you know be at the top of the leaderboard and what they can do to enhance their own game performance as well. Well, and and for potential partners out there, it sounds like you do create games for companies to kind of in partnership to raise awareness around maybe a company's brand um, and or our products, it sounds like. We do. We really look to do a few things with our partner companies. We, we are able to create gaming experiences that, that can fit with their campaign theme or, or their particular product. They are great for attracting a certain type of target mom. They're really also wonderful vehicles for delivering engagement that so many advertisers are looking for in this very fragmented media environment and also offer some very unique possibilities for brand integration as well. So, you know, I can just talk to you about the scavenger hunt widget, uh, the laundry scavenger hunt that we put together with Clorox, which was such a success a few months back. You know, here we weren't sure that moms would actually want to do any type of additional laundry in addition to the responsibilities <laughs> they already have for real-world clothing maintenance at home. But we did find that um, doing virtual laundry through our scavenger hunt game was very popular. Um, so the way it worked, moms would put on their profile page uh, who would join the game would actually hunt on other moms' pages for items to put together in different loads of laundry worth different points. So you'd have the pair of black socks and the three white towels. And depending upon what items you put together, almost in a poker hand type fashion, you gain different points and, and move up in the leaderboard. And you could buy bigger laundry baskets and other items along the way. And it was amazing to see just how engaged moms became with a game based on, on that whole premise. And for, for Clorox, you know, here we had moms spending thousands of hours with their brand um, across the board. Their product, we had Clorox on the bleach bottles that were part of the gaming experience. We did see, um, as I mentioned earlier, this organic group of moms formed, thousands of them, you know, helping each other out and where to find different items and, and what are some of their strategies and what to buy to really build their point system and get up that leaderboard. That, too, Clorox was able to be part of that whole conversation that was happening, too. Uh, and overall, we so, had over 8 million laundry items claimed by all these moms playing. 8 million. Oh, my gosh. Well, That's a lot of I, laundry. I'm sitting here thinking, as I'm hearing these great results, I'm thinking, okay, sounds like online laundry is a heck of a lot more interesting than doing it in the real world. And then I'm thinking, hmm, how many loads of laundry went ignored because they were actually doing laundry <laughs> online? That's what I want uh, that's interesting you bring that up. One of the uh, moms that we talked to in our digital mom study talked about how she would play the laundry game while her real laundry was being done. It was just the right amount of time. So during a 20-minute dryer cycle, she'd go and play a little bit of the laundry game. So it was interesting to see those two things actually work in tandem. If you're still stuck in the house trying to move loads of laundry around, here's a great fun activity that's somewhat related that you can play at the same time. And a heck of a lot more fun, right? A heck of Absolutely. A lot more fun. Well, 
You know, at the at the top of the show, I was talking about the amount of money that's going to be going into in-game advertising. I think the number was something like $443 million alone this year. And and clearly it's because, as you said, more and more women are gaming. And um, in fact, console gamers will be up 23% year over date, which is pretty amazing. I have to imagine with numbers like that um, and, and the kind of results that you're able to get, for example, with Clorox and the kind of response that Latte Land is getting, that, that online gaming is here to stay for a while. Do you think it's going to have another iteration? It's just going to get bigger and bigger before it changes? What do you think the future is for online gaming? Well, I definitely see the growth trajectory continuing. Maybe you saw the Comscore numbers that came out yesterday that talked about the 22% increase in casual gaming year over year. I think, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of factors feeding into that. You know, one, our, our current economy certainly one of them. You know, the ability to go entertain yourself, entertain your family online um, for free in the case of many ad-supported games. You don't have to spend gas money. You don't have to get a babysitter. You know, I think all of that contributing to a much higher participation, participation than we've seen in the past. Um, you know, I think one of the trends to watch. We, in the past, a lot of moms or women in general, or players in general, going to online portals and gaming sites to play. I think now more of the game opportunities are coming to people on their, within their social networks. You know, we're seeing games like um, Farmville and Yoville and Mouse Hunt, you know, having hundreds of thousands of players and spreading very rapidly through these social network environments. So I think that's definitely a trend to watch and that, that we expect to see a lot more growth in. Well, and you mentioned Clorox, and clearly Clorox was making quite a connection with with women. Um, as you said, a lot of brand experience going on there. And I would imagine um, there's a variety of different kinds of games that can offer a different type of brand experience. Um, mm-hmm. What are some other examples besides Clorox in your own latte land would you bring to the table as some examples that maybe pose um, some really good case studies that other companies could model? Well, and another uh, game that we put together was actually for Country Croc, um, the spread. Um, their campaign theme in that case was small changes. So we really worked around that premise to figure out, well, what game would actually best suit that idea of identifying small changes and making incremental changes um, in your life. And that actually manifests itself in a photo game. So here we had... You might have played these with your children on a menu at a restaurant at one point where you know, you've got the picture on the right and the picture on the left and which one is different and how is it different as you compare those side by side. Well, we created a virtual version of that with two digital pictures. Um, it was a time-based competition, so you're looking to spot the five differences in the shortest amount of period time possible. And then you have successive gameplays with the next picture and the next picture and see how you advance. Um, so that was a, a great opportunity for them to really bring their small changes to had over 80,000 gameplays, you know, 1,600 hours of mom time, which is very precious and hard to come by, <laughs> you know, playing this and, and viewing the Country Croc branding throughout that gameplay environment. Amazing, just amazing. And and Laura, as far as the future of gaming, you know, do you think that there's some technology down the pipeline that will totally turn gaming on its head? I mean, I feel like, you know, Nintendo's always coming out with something. You've got different console manufacturers that are always coming out with something. Do you have the lead on anything truly remarkable coming down the pipeline? Or or maybe not. I'm putting you on I'm kind of putting you on point here. 
Yeah, I personally don't have have the scoop, but you know, I, I think it's interesting to see just how the games um, come into the the mom sphere in particular. And I, I heard a little bit of the list that you were going through earlier on the top games among women, and it's amazing to see just how strong, very traditional, very simple games like the solitaires can be in terms of how pervasive they are in the mom universe. So I think there'll always be that bleeding edge, um, you know, biggest new adventure game with the new special effects, and that that might actually start in a different demographic. That might be really appealing to that teen Xbox player, and then it'll take time for that to evolve to become more appealing to the female demographic as well as the older mom demographic. So I, I don't think I see anything that's going to totally rock mom world in particular in the short term <laughs> because they tend to be the later adopters of a lot of these versions of games. Um, but definitely curious to see where it all goes. Well, and in some cases, really late adopters, as in my case. I feel like after talking to you, Laura, I not only have to get on the Cafe Mom and check out Latte Land, but I really need to get with the program because I am way behind. So I've got to get in there. Well, thank you so very much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks again. Stick around. After a short break, we'll be back with a digital discussion about parents and their kids and a transmedia pioneer turned author. Her Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. Fast forward a few years and I had the good fortune of speaking with Jamie Stein, Director of Digital Initiatives at PepsiCo. The PepsiCo Women's Inspiration Network, otherwise known as PepsiCo Win, is an interactive network offering global female perspective and idea sharing from leaders, innovators, and real women around the world. Jamie talks about Win as a digital learning tool. Work. Talk a little bit, if you would, about the kind of content that listeners can find on Win. Sure. I mean, it's it's um, what we're aiming to really do with um, with with PepsiCo Win is to shine this spotlight on women and real women um, as well as experts. And so, the content that you're going to find is sort of um, it's a wide range, but bucketed into to different categories. So we uh, have topics um, including environmental sustainability, uh, family, um, nutrition. 
um, and, uh, and also some global perspective on all of those topics. And so then what you'll, what you'll find are a combination of some really great videos as well as, um, as text posts. Um, from women and uh, women commenting on, um, on these perspectives um, on these different topics. You'll also find uh, different video that you could link to and other assets that, are, uh, that accompany um, these perspectives. So whether it's an expert um, uh, video on, um, you know, on, on water, um, then uh, you'll be able to find that. And uh, it's just a really neat opportunity to sort of engage and, uh, and get this access to, to all of this uh, content that we've either created or curated. Uh, in addition, we have been going to pretty much every digital event that there is um, and, uh, and really covering those events for folks that, that aren't able to go there. And so we have um, uh, video and interviews um, and, uh, from those uh, events that um, are sort of in that how-to category. So, uh, you know, a lot of women right now are looking at, you know, how to monetize their blogs, let's say. And so we've got some content from some experts and some real women on that type of topic. Yeah, it's a plethora of content. And if people <laughs> haven't gone there, I highly recommend that you get there ASAP. PepsiCo Win is the, is the URL. You talked about interviews. Um, I know you're headed to blog her, so it imagines that, that you're there to interview some pretty interesting people there. And I know that you've, you've also um, posted some other really notable interviews online. Talk a little bit, if you would, about some of the interviews that you found most compelling, and then maybe give us a little peek inside what we should expect from blog her. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, I'll say that um, it's, it's the obvious is to go to some of the more sort of high-profile folks and say that they are the most um, exciting and perhaps notable. But it's, it's, it is really also the, the real women um, that are sort of in the trenches and um, that, that have, we've been interviewing. And, and we have found a lot of those women um, at, at the different conferences we've gone to. And um, so we were at Social Media Week and Internet Week. Um, and so we'll, um, we'll interview these women. Um, you know, we talked to Lindsay Avner, and she is the head of um, a Bright Pink, and it's a foundation uh, around um, cancer awareness and prevention. And she is just an amazing young woman. And uh, we interviewed her and have a terrific um, video up um, with her. Um, we interviewed re recently Melanie Notkin uh, with uh, Savvy Auntie. And another amazing woman who just um, who just launched a, a book, a new book, and um, she is just great. She's really been um, putting together, a, you know, uh, establishing a movement, right, for women who are not moms, but who, um, you know, still, um, uh, you know, still are, are aunts and and are moms with, without being biological mom, and uh, just has a lot of, of information, a lot of great things to share. Um, but uh, we also have other, we also have experts um, and, and other influencers in, uh, in film, digital, health and wellness, um, including uh, Lee Woodruff, um, Leslie Bennett from Vanity Fair. Um, oh, we interviewed movie producer Delia Efron. She is Nora Efron's sister. She was great. And, uh, and we even interviewed um, Sarah Haynes from the Today Show. Um, she is... Um, she is real terrific, and actually, we gave her an award. Uh, we honored her with something for win. Um, so she's she's terrific. So we have some great, great presence on there from uh, from different uh, women and and, uh, and their perspectives. 
Well, and you, you mentioned before we went on the air that you're headed to blog her. We know that's the, the most powerful conference there is when it comes to bringing bloggers together, and there's always really great content that's shared at blog here. Talk, talk a little bit, if you would, about PepsiCo's participation this year. Sure. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I know we all are. Um, this is it's such a great experience, Bogger, if, if um, you know, folks haven't had a chance to go there to the conference. Um, this year they're expecting attendance to pretty much double that of last year. So about 3,600 um, bloggers um, they're expecting to come to, um, to San Diego this year. And um, PepsiCo has, um, is returning for our third year. Uh, where we are activating. And this year we have more brands than we've ever had um, coming and activating with us. And when I say activating, we, we sort of approach the, the Blogger Conference in a different way. We, we, um, we look at it certainly from sort of the expo standpoint, right, of being there and, and having a space and, and wanting to sort of share our information with these bloggers. But we also look at it, though, as um, opportunities to have that two-way dialogue and so to have these experiences with these bloggers that is going to be more of a conversation and more of an opportunity for us to listen to what they have to say. Um, so we're there with, uh, with our wind cameras so that we can um, interview them and sort of see what's on their radar and then um, go ahead and post those videos that we'll be doing. We will be capturing um, some of um, the sessions and the keynote especially because our CEO, Indra Nui, is going to be delivering the keynote address, which is very exciting um, there. So we will have that captured and available on WIN. And then um, uh, we're also um, coming back and hosting our second um, SOFA Summit this year, which is sort of our idea of um, a conversation. Um, you know, on the sofa with uh, just uh, 150 of your closest friends, and um, <laughs> and so we invite we invite a subset, right, of of the 3,600 women. Um, some of this is, is sort of first come first serve. So if, if they register um, online with us, they can come to it. And this year we're bringing Sarah Brokaw, who is mm. Tom Brokaw's daughter, yes. and uh, also a best-selling author right now of a book called Fortitude, which I'm sure you, you're aware mm -hmm. of, Maria. Very, very, um, yes. It's, uh, it's terrific, and if, those folks who ha you know, if there are folks who haven't read it, I suggest to go out and, and read it. I read it on one train ride, um, which is a pretty short train ride, and we're going to be talking with her and, um, and our, own, uh, our own Sarah here from PepsiCo. She's, uh, Sarah Rabohagen is with Gatorade. She's the president of Gatorade, um, and they're going to be having a conversation and talking about one of the themes in Sarah Brokaw's book, um, which is connected Connectedness. Um, for women, um, and how you sort of maintain that connectedness in this um, increasingly online world. Thanks to my producer, George, for sticking around for 10 years and for editing this anniversary show. And please join me next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.